Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, October 26, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, the episode that I dropped on Monday in the podcast feed, folks have hopefully had an opportunity to listen to. Now that was with Tony-nominated director and choreographer Marsha Milgram Dodge. She is currently getting ready to open, actually, tonight, Wednesday, uh, or actually, no, Tuesday, we're talking on Tuesday, um, is the first performance of Jersey Boys at the Malt Jupiter Theater in Florida. I'm going to go over... Uh, to Jupiter on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday is. Uh, I'm leaving for New York next week. But before I go, I have to sure. get in all of these shows here in Florida. So I'm <laughs> I'm seeing. So follow me here. This Thursday, I'm, I'm seeing the national tour of Hamilton, which is in town. Then on Friday, I'm going to Theater UCF. They're doing a production of one of my favorite shows as a kid, Working, which nobody ever does, but I'm seeing them do Working. Mm-hmm. Then on Saturday, I'm going out after the Ohio State football game to Jupiter to see Jersey Boys at Maltz Jupiter. And then on Sunday, I'm going to see something called The Halloween Carol, which is a Halloween-inspired version of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Interesting. That, that is four shows in four days, just kind of so like... standard the, stuff. Uh, well, right. It's, it's like kind of like the... the uh, a little aperitif uh, before aperitif. you. Uh, I was going to go with amuse bouche, but yeah, yes, that works that, too. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, to kind of get myself ready for the massive tasting menu that will be my New York trip. Actually, I, I have. I'm not going crazy. I'm not doing <laughs> a lot really of two not. show days. Yeah, it's not too awful this time around. No, it's like normal two show days, like on matinee days. I'm not doing yeah. any any concerts, no cabarets. Nothing lines up with my schedule. Um, but anyway, I'm getting ready. A nice, relaxing to it. little trip. <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's a <laughs> It's hilarious. It's a nice, relaxing trip. I'm going to be there basically from a Friday to a Friday. I leave the next like early Saturday morning. Yeah. So that's eight days. I'm seeing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven shows in eight yeah. days. Plus yeah. going to the Broadway Museum. Yeah. Uh, as well. So eleven shows plus a museum in eight days. Just kick is, your feet is, up. Kick yeah, your feet up and relax in the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. And working and doing working. this show as you well. Know, so. You know. Whatever. Little things. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to hear all about those shows if you want to hear my interview with marcia head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio broadway.com slash patreon all right ashley let's get into the news and this one i kind of feel like i heard you uh giddily yelp all the way down here when we got this press release yeah yeah um yesterday it was announced that the new play pictures from home will be heading to broadway in january of 2023 it actually begins performances on january 10th very early in the year at studio 54 and it will be starring nathan lane yes Danny Burstein. Yes. And Zoe Wanamaker. Yes. And will be directed by Bartlett Shear. This is a show based off of the photo memoir by Larry Sultan, which has been adapted to the stage by Shar White, who has done a bunch of films and a bunch of plays. And it is a kind of a comic and dramatic portrait of a mother, a father, and a and the son who photographed their lives. I'm imagining like Danny is the son looking back on it. I'm Maybe. guessing, uh, uh, I, I'm not hundred percent sure, but anyway, um, very exciting uh, production. Like I said, begins performances on January 10th at studio 54 and will officially open on February 9th. It is a limited engagement. They have not exactly said wh- when it is limited to, but this is not a roundabout theater production. So it is mm-hmm. kind of just renting out the space for now. The creative team and ticketing information will be announced at a later date. So, 
very, very exciting um, for this. It oh actually unite, reunites Bart Shear and Zoe Wanamaker, um, who he worked with and Awaken Sing. And then, of course, yeah. Danny Burstein, he directed in Fiddler on the Roof. Um, I don't apparently. And so Bart's My Fair never Lady, worked. too, right? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah My yeah, Fair yeah. Lady, of course. Of course. So, um, very exciting. Like I said, not a roundabout production, but roundabout theater company subscribers will have the show as part of their season subscription package. So good mm-hmm. for them. Um, how excited were you when Screaming. you got this press release? Yeah. Screaming. I woke up really late on Tuesday and they had sent the press release around 9.30. So I had cycled down to the bottom of my email and it was one of the first things I saw. And at this point, you know, had been out for three hours, but I was still texting many people that I knew who yeah. probably hadn't heard the news yet. Uh, I've been waiting and calling for Nathan Lane and Danny Burstein to be in a production for a very Shocking. long time of anything as two of my very, very favorite actors. I'm so excited they could do anything. I don't know anything about the show or the book Never that it, it comes from. Yeah, exactly. So... That will be interesting to see, but I am just here for the cast. I'm so excited. And it's during my birthday month. What a gift. <laughs> Your birthday month. You heard it. Celebrate the whole damn <laughs> You're thing. You're damn right. It's, it's, my birthday is the first of the month, so it feels like it should you be celebrated what? the entire time. I mean, coincidentally, this is my birthday year. So. It is your birthday year. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. Um All right, let's move on to some other Broadway casting news that we got yesterday. It was announced on Tuesday, something that we supposed when we got the announcement that Krista Rodriguez would be leaving Into the Woods to join the Broadway company of the collaboration. We thought that perhaps Danae Benton could be returning to the woods where she originated the role of Cinderella in this production at Encore City Center. She will be taking over the role beginning on November 21st at the St. James Mm -hmm. Theater. Interestingly... She will continue with it through Christmas Eve. The show is running through January 8th. Mm -hmm. No announcement. No announcement who is taking over for her then. I wouldn't be surprised if that ended up being Philippa Sue again Mm -hmm. uh, to close out that run. Um, But it is interesting that Danae and and Pippa kind of like keep bouncing back around each other. (laughs) um, Having both both done Great Comet, both done Hamilton, both done uh, Into the Woods. And Eliza, that... Yeah, Eliza. Yeah, same characters in all three Mm -hmm. of those shows. So very fun, very, uh, very exciting. As I've said, she wasn't my favorite part of the Encores production, but, but we've talked about this before. Like so much of the, the, the show has changed from Encores to Broadway. Like even Gavin, I said, I said her and Gavin, I didn't, I didn't really get much from them, but Gavin's performance, um, is completely different yeah. than than what we saw at Encore. Is so much more humor and more stuff gone in there, and so was the Cinderella role. So I would not be surprised if Danae has a little bit more to do in this one than she did in Encore's, which I think is certainly fair because it is a new production technically. Yeah. Um, from it's that. also a consequence of the length of time. Obviously, City Center's time on stage was much shorter, and now get to play around a little bit more on Broadway. So I'm excited to see her as I am excited to see anyone that comes through (laughs) these doors and into this cast. Um, Yeah, glad to get to see her take since I did not get to see her at City Center, but have heard a lot. Yeah, and now you'll have the opportunity to do so. so. Exactly, exactly. Very cool. 
All right. Um, another story coming in uh, from the Broadway world. No pun intended. That's Broadway. New word. World. Uh-huh. Um, the Broadway production of Kite Runner will end its Broadway run at the Hayes Theater on Sunday, October 30th. But the show announced on Tuesday that it will be heading out on a national tour beginning in 2024. More details of that will be announced at a later date. But um, this is a show and a story, whether it's been in a book or film, that has really um, won the hearts of many people and want to have the opportunity to do so in cities across North America starting here in about a year and a half. All right, let's get into the best topic that we discuss every week, last week's Broadway grosses. (laughs) Sure, yeah, yeah, you know, we all have... uh... We all have different Don't kink tastes, sh- Are you kink shaming me? Never, never. I would never think of doing such a thing. But, okay. Um, mm, anyway, questionable so la- at best. Well, we'll see. Um, last <laughs> week's Broadway grosses saw one new show in terms of total numbers come to the boards to bring it up to twenty eight. But there's actually multiple shows that began performances last week, including Kimberly Akimbo. Um, we also had uh, K-pop, Walking with Ghosts, Almost Famous. All of those shows ended up bringing in a total of twenty eight million five hundred eighty five thousand one hundred and sixty dollars. That is essentially a break even from the previous week, which only had twenty seven shows, but obviously a lot of these things are in previews, so they weren't full show weeks. It was actually just down $36,320 from the previous frame. However, attendance did increase up to 227,107 butts in seats. Overall, just a handful of shows saw major gains um, coming off of the previous week. Actually, most shows saw increases, but the only major ones were first at the piano lesson, which was coming out of uh, it's opening week. It had a $217,835 bump to come in at $915,116. The Music Man also saw a sizable increase of $103,128. Not that it needed it. But what interests me in terms of the week-to-week differences, Ashley, is okay. Into the Woods saw a $435,000 decline from the previous frame. And I can't figure out why that is it played a full eight shows but it went from 1.2 million to seven hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, and there weren't any major casting differences last week was sebastian arcellus's last week but that wouldn't necessarily be something you would think that would cause that many people not no. to come. yeah um what so as i kind of dug down into it what it actually looks like was a change in pricing it actually increased oh. its overall capacity um by 3.29 percent to come in at 74 uh, percent capacity at the saint james theater which is actually more than the previous week so the only obvious uh, explanation is that it had um, much lower ticket prices for that week for whatever reason. But I don't know if there's a, I don't know if there was a a Broadway week kind of um, ticket discount going on there, but I I could, I or like a site specific thing maybe as well. That's just such a huge drop for a a show that, yeah, I mean, it's the show has gone down in terms of its total grosses since that original cast left, which is to, be expected but it is still done you know pretty well so i don't i can't really figure out where that discount or maybe they just decided to drop them for these doldrums before the beginning of the holiday season either way i will be there um 
a week from Monday, I will be there. I believe (laughs) maybe in the front row. If it's not the front row, it's in one of the first few rows. Jeez. Um, Perhaps slightly obstructed view, but that's okay. I mean, if you've seen it already, which I know you have as someone who was there. So (laughs) yes, you sat next to me. Yeah. Uh, but overall, okay, you the sat music next man. To me, please. <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. <laughs> um, overall, the music man again led the Broadway grosses at three million twenty-eight thousand five hundred ninety-one dollars. Hamilton was the second at two point zero four million. MJ at one point seven five, and uh, Funny Girl at one point seven two, and The Lion King at one point seven one. The rest of the shows at the top of the list, above seven figures in descending order, were The Phantom of the Opera, Wicked, Moulin Rouge, Aladdin, Cursed Child, Six, B. Beetlejuice, Leopoldstadt, which continues to do incredibly well, and the Book of Mormon. Down at the other end of the scale was Walking with Ghosts, but again, that only had five preview performances. It came in at just $146,000 at the music box. K-pop was next, again, just six preview performances, coming in at just over $196,000. Then Top Dog, Underdog, which um, had a split week of five previews, three opening or three post-opening, but obviously when you start getting into all of those factors in terms of comps and all of mm-hmm, those things, yeah. you never know what happens there. Cost Cost of Living, which announced an extension, was fourth from the bottom, but actually did see a $37,000 increase. Similarly, 1776 saw about a $16,000 increase as well. Kimberly Akimbo, in its first seven preview performances, came in at about $367,000 there. Um, Overall, we are starting to see a few more shows have full capacity weeks. Phantom of the Opera, MJ, Funny Girl, all above full capacity. The one show from the previous week that did not have uh, full capacity that did in the previous frame was Hamilton, but it was at 99%. So I think they're doing just fine. They'll be okay. Yeah. They'll be okay. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's move on to some news that is uh, a little bit more sad than the Always exciting and thrilling Broadway grosses. Mm-hmm. But over the past couple of days, we've learned about the loss of two Broadway stalwarts that uh, we wanted to spend a little bit of time on. Not a ton uh, as we have. Um, we're running a little bit late here already. But we do want to uh, mention that Tony nominated and multiple award winning director and choreographer Chet Walker passed away on Friday. Yeah. Um, Chet was survived by his husband, Jack, and their daughter, Charlie, and a bunch of uh, friends and family were close by his side when he passed away. Chet often was known for recreating some Fosse choreography and was the um, choreographer and the conceiver of the uh, 1999 uh, Best Musical winner, Fosse. He also received a Tony nomination for choreographing the 2013 Pippin revival. Ugh, so and, good. Yeah, and was also involved with you know Sweet Charity and Dancing and um, the original production of Pippin and other uh, oh, yeah. uh, Fosse-related things. So uh, our thoughts go out to everyone um, who loved Chet Walker's work, both personally mm-hmm. and professionally. Absolutely. And then yesterday, we also learned of the passing of Seymour Red Press, who is one of the absolute iconic music contractors and music coordinators in the Broadway sphere. Yeah. He's worked on over 100 different Broadway productions. Ironically enough, dating back to that original Pippin production, mm-hmm. um, much like Chet Walker, um, Seymour was uh, in the woodwind section for that production. He went on to, like I said, work on over 100 Broadway shows, including three that are currently on Broadway right now. Funny Girl, 
Into the Woods and The Music Man. Um, <laughs> Red was 98 years old when he passed away. And some of you might remember, we don't talk about music coordinators or music contractors all that much, but he was honored with the 2007 Tony Honor for Excellence in Theater for all of his, I mean, that was 15 years <laughs> ago. Yeah, 15 <laughs> years ago and still has all of these different shows God. since then. I mean, basically any major show that you loved, chances are he worked on it over his five decades uh, in the theater community. So um, he was a good friend of our very own Jan Simpsons. So mm-hmm. um want to send out our thoughts to Jan and her family and everybody else who loved Red. All right. So that is sad. Let's turn this around with something that is fun and exciting. Hit me with it. All right. So yesterday, exclusively, people revealed the news that I absolutely did not know. Did not know anything about uh, and have not heard already and have it on my phone as we speak. But Broadway favorites, (laughs) real life married couple Colin Donnell and Patty Murin will be releasing their first joint album on November 18th. The album is called Something Stupid, which is the name of a song that's on the show, uh, uh, that's on the album. And it is produced by our dear friend, Robbie Rizel, who mm-hmm. they talk about quite a bit in this article in People Magazine. The track list for this brings everything from pop songs to rock songs to theater songs. Um, it, it opens with the song House of the Rising Sun, which is actually something that Colin sang on the TV show, um, oh, what was that show? Uh, the Affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sang that on there. And then they have, some duets between them. There's a Frozen 2 song that Patty sings. Patty sings Meadowlark. Um, she sings Everything Changes from Waitress. Uh, they, uh, uh, Colin sings Finishing the Hat. Mm-hmm. So some really great things. I think it's really important um, as if I had listened to this album and yeah. if someone had given me instructions on how to listen to it, mm. listening to it in order is really fun because there's a lot of little like Easter eggs in there in the arrangements by um, Luke Williams, who did the arrangements there. Mm -hmm. So very fun, very cool album. You know how much I love both Patty and Colin and and Robbie as well. So this will be available to stream on November 18th. And if I had heard it, I would tell you that it's really, really fantastic. If I I had, and I would recommend that you listen to it as soon as it comes out here in a couple weeks. If you had. If I had. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying that I had. All supposing, yeah. I mean, theoretically. Theoretically, if you'd listened to it, you would think it was yes. excellent. Theoretically, LaGuardia. Yes. No. <laughs> Another drag name. There you go. The, Bell Curve is like, I mean, I think if it was going to be a drag name, it would be Bell Curves, maybe? No, no, Bell Curve. The way you spelled it. B-E-L-L-E. That's how you spell it. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. B-E-L-L. I Googled it before I did it because I wasn't sure. You're incorrect. <laughs> Bell is French for beautiful. It's not well, a beautiful know, well, curve. It's a well, bell it curve. I thought it was named after Bell. Oh well, I googled it last night. And it was still wrong. I thought it was maybe <laughs> named after somebody who coined the term. Yeah, but Whatever. Bell Curve B E L L E is a great drag name. And, well, when I start, and my now drag yours. Career, yeah, exactly. Still Soon. never, still never seen a drag show. I know, or, I know. We have to remedy that. And one of your about that relaxing years. eighteen thousand <laughs> trips coming up. Yeah, I've got I'll, – I'll talk about my schedule. I have one slot to fill. I've, I'm waiting on press reps. So um, once I get that last slot, I'll go over my full schedule. But it's uh, it's packed, but not as packed as normal. 
Anyway, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at no, this is Ashley. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful hump day, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. Bye.